0: plushcare.com slash weight loss. The biggest battle that we will ever have to face is the battle between you and you. It's the battle of taking your mind to that limit and then breaking through. On the Mindful Experiment podcast, we will be interviewing individuals who have done that. Who have gone through the struggles, who have tried to create a reality and all that they could. And when all the odds were against them, they made the impossible possible. I'm your host, Dr. Vic Manzo, and I want to thank you for being on the podcast and taking this journey with me as we go through and discover different avenues to break through those limits, different avenues to help you expand your reality so that you can evolve into the person that you desire to be. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Well, everyone, and welcome to another episode as we are discussing chapter five of my book, Rediscover Your Greatness, and it's going to be a great one. The chapter is called Free Will is Your Spiritual Birthright. And I start out the chapter really diving in about Eckhart Tolle leaving a quote, which I thought was so profound and so great to explain and kind of lead the way into this chapter. And it was like, you are not in the universe. You are the universe, an intrinsic part of it. Ultimately, you are not a person, but a focal point where the universe is becoming conscious of itself. What an amazing miracle. And the beautiful thing behind that quote, what it meant for me and why I wanted it in the book, especially in this chapter, because some people would be like, hey, you talked about we are God in chapter one. This is kind of like emphasizing that. And I'm like, it is. But it it emphasizes even more when it comes to the free will aspect. You see, when, when someone says to you, God bless you. And I said this in my last podcast on chapter four. But when someone says, God bless you. Truly, you've already been blessed by God because He, God created you. That was the blessing to give you life. And one of the laws that is the most prominent law in the spiritual realm and in life in general is free will. You have the choice to make whatever it is you want. So in the quote, we talk, it talks about, you know, you are an intrinsic part of the universe. You are totally are the, you are the universe itself. You are God, right? But here's the cool part. You are a focal point, focal point where the universe is becoming conscious of itself. And the key thing is the beautiful thing about being spiritual in the essence of who we really are, the non-physical, is that we're never fully complete. We're never fully done. We are always constantly. There's always something to grow. And every time we learn something new, everything expands. And there's always more room for learning and growing and expanding. The universe is always constantly expanding and growing. It's trying to become conscious of itself, but it knows that it'll never find. It's full realm of consciousness. God will never find its full realm of consciousness. And so the beauty behind it is, is when we were created, it was free will. We were given free will to go out and create in the way that you desire. And the way I want you guys to think of this is like, think about if you have children. Do you want to control your children and dictate the way they're going to experience life? Dictate how life is, control every experience they have, making sure that this is what they're going to experience, this is how it's going to go and so forth. I don't think any parent would want that for their child. I know I wouldn't want that for my child. What I want for my future children, God blesses me to have children in this life. um, For me, I want them to experience life in their own way. I'll be a guidance for them, to be a support system for them, but allow them to experience their own experience of life. Because then, for me, I see things from different avenues, and I'll learn from them just as much as they'll learn from me. You see, the teacher, in this, there's no such thing as a teacher. I think we're all students. Students teach, um, teach other information to other students, and the student teaches information to the te- so-called teacher or student itself. And so that's the concept when I look at things. And when it comes to that perspective, um, God doesn't want to do the same thing. God's like, all right, you've been created. You, you were created out of a need, not a want. Now go and explore the universe and play and have fun and enjoy. Go into what it is you desire. Go into what it is you love to enjoy and have about the world. And that is the beauty behind free will. You always have a choice. In the spiritual realms, there are laws out there. And they, there's one thing that is a mutual respect that you can never impose your will on someone else, some other soul, unless the soul agrees for that. And that's why in life they say to trust the flow, trust the universe, trust God, because, or trust yourself in that matter, because anything that has happened in your life was there for a reason. It didn't happen out of accident. Nothing ever happens out of accident. So even the most darkest things I may experience in life, and we're going to talk about this in my next podcast on uh, chapter six, uh, we'll tie this all around. But when at anything that happens in your life, there was a reason for it. Your job is to decipher what was that reason and why, and, and break down to what is it going to help you grow to be. Because sometimes in life, you may not be able to find that why, but at the same token, you can understand, like, this is what the power it gave me. This is what it taught me. And I usually tell people, over time, answers will come, and over time, you'll understand that aspect. But the thing is, understanding and accepting right off the bat that this happened for a reason. I don't know what it is. This sucked. This was brutal. This was horrible. But it happened for a reason. So you know free will and I, and I start talking off about how people get caught up when I say you are God. They will allow their preconditioned thinking of the collective consciousness they've chosen to be a part of and accept to th- set their life thinking that is impossible. Know this though guys. Nothing exists without God. God is all things. God is all that is, okay? You are a creation from God which makes you God. How is this true? Well, you couldn't be reading this book if it wasn't. Why would you need to create an experience create an experience a human life if it was meaningless? What would we need to learn, expand, evolve into if we were all knowing and knew all things? Experience is the king, queen of all learning. You can know things in life, but when you experience them, that's where the magic is. And that's how I started the first page of that chapter. But let's keep diving in, guys. There's some great stuff here as I dive through. And I start talking about, like, um, you know, different aspects. And I talk about, like, a picture. Imagine a picture. If you want to understand what God is, imagine a picture. And then you zoom into the single pixel of that picture because a picture is made up of millions upon millions upon millions even billions uh, of pixels and the more pixels the more definition the more clarity and the more vision of what you see of the overall image now if you haven't done this before you zoom into a picture and it starts to get fuzzy and you can't really make out what it is right you're looking at it and you're like yeah i don't see the picture anymore i just see fuzziness and you keep going down to you see this little octagon type of or hexagon type of pixel And that's it. It's just blue, red, yellow, whatever color it is. And you're like, okay. And then what you do is you zoom all the way back out. And all of a sudden, you see the clarity of the picture. You see the whole entire picture. Who you are as a spiritual being is that pixel. Okay? You are that singular pixel connected to all the other pixels that make up the whole entire picture. The whole entire picture is God itself. You are one aspect of it, but within that pixel, you are God within. You have all the aspects of it. And so that's the concept. When you look at it, there's a connectedness to that because without other pixels, we don't create God. So there's a need of creating that. And we're always evolving and expanding and growing in that perspective of all things. So when you look at your life, understand that, you know, test that out. There's other things you can look at. There's a book I recommended called Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh. And I highly recommend it. It's one of my favorite books of all time. It trans every, it, The book is just so amazing in so many ways. And I, I, and one of the things is that I've read about that book is that anytime I'm going through a time in life, I will say like a little prayer. I'll open the book. And I will always get what I needed, always. Even sometimes when I didn't expect it to be something I needed. And it's just amazing, but the content, the the depth of knowledge and wealth and and just the information. And a lot of the questions that I love that uh, Neil Donald Walsh asks there is things like he'll ask questions on, you know, things that I I would ask questions, things that I would have some curiosities And it was kind of cool to see the questions I had, he was asking, and getting the answers were very profound. So I highly recommend the book. It's really, really powerful. So dive into that as uh, I share more about this. But as we continue going into the chapter, um, one of the things I start to talk about is, you know, I, I mentioned just quickly over. How life on the other side is much more brilliant than this one. It's much more bright. It's much more, there's just gorgeous. You know, when we pass on from this life, we're going to look back and go, holy cow, uh, man, this is magical here. But you'll see the bigger picture of why it's so important to be human, why you chose to be human and to go through the human experience. Um, I've been studying this stuff, guys, now for almost eight to ten, you know, five, about eight to ten years. And it's, uh, you know, I've looked into near death experiences, there's over 10,000 documented. I've talked with mediums, I've talked to my true self, connecting through myself or through a psychic medium. Um, I've connected with my spirit guides, I've passed loved ones, pets, and so forth. And I've learned that the message is very similar. The only thing is, is they have their own personality, personal touch to it when you get it explained. Um, But you know what? The one thing I got out of this, and I kind of share this right off the bat with people, is that this is not your last life. Um, You have infinite lives. The grand prize is death, you know, because death is just is birth in disguise. When you were born, you had died spiritually in a sense to experience this place called Earth. And then the exact moment you were born in the physical world at the same time will happen when you return back home. The moment you die is the moment you are born again. And this has been told for eons, guys. This is not something that I'm just stating. This has been told um, for eons. It's been a a story that has been shared um, in specific tribes. There's specific uh, uh, um, cultures that when someone dies, they celebrate. They literally celebrate as like they came to the finish line and they celebrating life because now they're moving on to the next thing. They went back home to pure bliss and paradise. And they know that for a fact, and it's it, it, so. Why be sad? And this is one of the reasons why I don't like attending like wakes and funerals. I kind of share this in the book a little bit because, for me, I know understand it's for the it's for the, the morning, it's for the physical, it's the people who are still here. Um, but for me, the vibration is just it's off, it's low. It's it, it, there's there's un, things that were left unsaid. There was things that all these different things that show up, and it's like there's a lot of heaviness. And I'm always like, but that's not what the soul wants. The soul looks back and says, hey, guys, I'm doing fantastic. I'm having a blast. Um, It's blissful. It's peaceful. Uh, I understand things. I understand why this happened or that happened. I understand. You see all the perspectives. You get to see people. You get to see how people saw you in life. It's just amazing on what goes on. And to have that concept of sadness and just never made sense to me wakes and funerals never made sense to me um, even growing up again I was, I was born I was raised an Italian Roman Catholic so very hardcore about this is the death this is the end you're one life you have to be this or you go to hell and all that stuff and I never understood going to a grave and being there for being at the person because I was always like it just, it just doesn't make sense I didn't understand why didn't really put it all together until later and now that's why I don't go to graves either um, there's no purpose that's the physical element of the person but that's not with them anymore they're not there the moment someone dies, they're not that body anymore. They, 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 they took the jacket off. They unzipped the meat suit and they came out. Uh, as some, you know, some spiritual mediums people have passed on who I've connected with or I've talked to, they've always said that death is kind of like taking a jacket off. That's really what the human body feels like. You're taking a jacket off and all of a sudden there's your essence of who you are again. And so it's really, really cool stuff. So that's like, you know, I always tell people when I die, instead of crying tears of sadness, cry tears of joy, happiness, and bliss. Focus on the blessings and the, the, of what we had in this time to experience with one another um, in this time, in this moment. Because when you go back to the spiritual world, there is no time space continuum, everything exists in the now. And I'm in, a, I'm in a great place. I'm, I'm, I'm happier. I'm, hel- I'm, 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 I'm safe. I'm in peace. And, and I'm, I'm very just, I'm in a great place. So I always tell people, enjoy the moments we had. Like I talk about in the introduction of my book, Gary Vee stated in a talk one time I heard. And he said that the chances you being be inhuman are one in 400 trillion. Isn't that crazy? One in 400 trillion chance. That's basically impossible. But you're here. So let's enjoy the moment. Let's enjoy that that beauty, that essence, okay? And so one of the things I chat about free will here is I, I dive in a lot about death and and, and so forth. And, just, you know, when you're done, you know, when you – I share a story about um, – I talk about myself a little bit and, and energy and how I was always sensitive to energy. I could pick up energy. I, I knew – I didn't understand what it was when I was younger, but it was just weird. I can – there was things I felt and I knew there was like – like at night I used to freak out because I can sense – like something in my room, but I couldn't see it, but I could feel the energy of it um, like an entity or something along those lines. And so I would have sleeping issues at night. My mom used to always get aggravated and I didn't know how to explain it. I just, sometimes it would just be overpowering and I can hear like the voices in my head with them. And some people say, well, that's a multi personality disorder or whatever. And I'm like, no, it's, I, I'm not crazy. I can feel, I can feel that. And I never understood it. And it took some time as I was growing up and Uh, But as I got into chiropractic school, I started studying energy medicine and it started making sense. I started to understand what I was feeling and seeing, uh, feeling. I can understand what that all was and what I was going through because I still feel energy. I still feel uh, those things. I can sense it. I, I, I practice it and that's why. But here's the thing. I'm not special. You have it also. Some people get caught up in that, and it's like, well, I don't know how to do it, so I guess I just don't have it. No, you do. We all have it. It's all actually our six, seven, eight senses. You know, we have the five senses that we've been conditioned on, that we can feel, touch, hear, see, touch, hear, touch, taste, and so forth. But then you also have the other senses in your life, which are para, super, uh, supernatural or paranormal, which is like psychic abilities, telepathy, telecommunication, clairvoyancy, and things like that. We have those. Those are natural instincts. You're just not trained those. Right, We all had imaginary friends. I actually never had an imaginary friend, at least I can't remember. Um, I've asked my mom if I was talking to someone. She said no. But when you see a child talking to someone, that actually is someone they're talking to. Um, Just because you can't see it because you don't have the essence of that, they can still see energy and sense. And they're still connected to the spiritual world also um, in the essence of seeing, knowing, and feeling. And so there is someone there they're chatting with. And it could be a spirit guide. It could be um, a future brother sister. It could be someone who didn't decide to come in this world at this time. But they're going to help be with them and guide them in this life. I mean, there's so many things. And I know some of this may sound crazy to some people. But the research is out there. I mean, I'm a I'm a scientist at heart. I'm a researcher at heart. Um, for me to make these tr- things, first I have to feel it intuitively, and then I look for the science to show that. And sometimes the science isn't there. There's a lot of things that I, I feel intuitively that are just not they're not here in the world yet. But I know they're coming, and I know they're going to exist eventually. Uh, maybe the next twenty to thirty years on some of these things. But it, it's kind of cool. Um, the stuff's out there. But it's one of those things that we all have, and I talk a little story about my grandfather passing, and and I share a little bit of a story of of, of when he passed and when I what I saw and what he did and so forth, and then I waited. Um, but in the long story short, one of the things that when my after about six months after my grandfather passed, um, I was able to connect with him. My grief went down, and I was able to connect. It's easier on the medium. And I, one of the things I talked about, I had to ask is. Um, I, I wanted to say, because I asked him, like, you know, were you over my shoulder when you first passed? And I noticed you here. I felt you over here. I saw when you crossed over. And, and was this all true? And he said, yeah, this is, you saw all that. And then I was like, cool. But then he said, one of the things that we talked about is you choose the experience. He said that you are always choosing the experience and it will never change. It is the blessing of what God gave us when we were created called free will. And with that, you also get to choose when you're going to cross over. So what he was saying in there, and I, made, I kept this very short, but what he was saying is that all the experiences in your life, you choose. You you've, you've chose all these things. You know, I've read books and I've studied things called the blueprint. I highly recommend it. If you want to understand more about this, look up spiritual blueprint and you will understand that everything in your life has been created in kind of created a path for you to create an experience and you have spirit guides guardian angels family friends everyone who's helping support you to make sure that you get that experience and then there are people in your soul family who come in this life who actually work with you for their experience and for yours and it's a win-win so again guys you can do a lot of this research i I get to write a whole book on this that's why i didn't um, get so in depth with it in my book but I wanted to ask my grandfather, I go, why did you pass away when no one was around? Because I go, there was no one there with you. And the thing is, we always had someone there at night with him. It was my grandmother, or my mom may stay there, or someone was always there. We had to make sure of that. My mom was very making sure that either her or my grandmother were there to help either with him at night. Never wanted to be, have him be alone. And the night he passed, there was no one there. It just happened to be that way. So I wanted to ask, I, so that was one of the questions I wanted to ask him. And he said, Who likes to take a shit in front of people? Right? And my dad, grandfather was a very straightforward spoken guy. And so I was like, That makes sense. He goes, I, He goes, This is not, to, you know, he was just like, I, I didn't want to, I had an opportunity. There was no one around. I took the advantage. I, 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 that's when I chose to leave. And you guys, you're going to say my energy background, I've, I've heard stories of people choosing when I've had read books and, and healers who help people transition. And before they're, you know, they're ready to get cross over into the new life. And, uh, there's times where they're like, okay, I'm ready to go. And the guy, the person will be like, uh, no, you got your son here who wanted to at least talk to you before you go uh-uh, and I just got here, not happening. So there's a lot of that, but I'm also, I also share there's not a, there's not, you know, that's not the only time I felt the soul in the room. um, when i passed i mean i had a dog marcello and i I really share this story he was half he was a puggle so he was half pug half beagle and he was a dog that just man we had a deep connection and uh, he was always there when i most needed him he just knew how to comfort me energetically and it was just amazing and he would just know and uh, but long story short there comes a time in all life in the physical form the end and uh, long story short, he had some health issues. He got paralyzed from the waist down and he started to have severe breathing issues. And we were told he would never walk again. We did some holistic stuff two months before and it was helping. He was coming back and then all of a sudden he just ended up, um, decided to decline and he was just giving up. And we had to empty his bladder a few times a day. He lost control of the bladder muscles and he had, we had to increase his abdominal pressure to get him the poop since all the muscles at the end were paralyzed. Um, it wasn't a fun journey for us and uh, for me and my, my, my girlfriend at the time and uh who's my wife now but long story short we, we we when we had to make the choice to put him to sleep I, I i reached out to a lot of my friends who are in the holistic realm who do some miraculous healing they, they 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 talk on a quantum level with the body and can really get some unbelievable healing and when i reached out to a lot of them one said we can possibly do it the other one said it's going to be uh, it's a 50 50 and you don't know for, we don't know for sure and so i was like you know what Kate Sicka is someone who I've used. I'm going to be interviewing her in the next couple months, and she'll be on the show, and we're going to bring that up. Um, and I've actually been invited on her podcast too, so I'll be definitely sharing that with you guys. But one of the things is I was like, you know what, let me see if I can connect with her. If she's available, um, this is a last-minute thing. I just want to have a connect. And I asked her, first question I asked when we connected was, "Is what does, Marcello, what does Marcello want at this time? Right? It's all about free will. What's his choice? She stated he was tired, and all he wanted to do was play and run with his friend. We didn't get the name of the friend, but what came up was a brown dog that had been around us for a while, my wife and I. Um, and my wife and I actually were just about to get married three weeks before this all happened. So long story short, um, she kept saying there was this brown dog that's always been with us. And we didn't know what that brown dog was. We never understood what it was, who it was. Um, I'm trying to think. I never had a brown dog. Marcello was my first one. He was a fawn-like uh, color. Um and like I said, just to be clear, we only had Marcello. And then our second dog, Hank, at this time. I never had a dark brown dog in my life. So we asked more and more questions where she was giving us all this information. And it was kind of interesting. I didn't get—I didn't dive into the book as much about this. Like she was telling us that uh, Marcello was telling, uh, telling her that he has this thing in his arm. And they're putting medicine through that. And I wasn't there. My wife was there uh, the whole time. I just got there. And I was like, "Hun, does he have, she's like, yeah. And, he, and before I asked her, does he have an IV in his arm? He goes, she states, he has an IV in his arm is what he's saying. And I looked and I said, does he have an IV? And she's like, yeah, they, they already have him hooked up with it. I was like, cool. And then she's like, I'm going to explain to him kind of what's going to happen. So he's not so overwhelmed. And so I was like, okay, do what you got to do. So she explained it, what's going to happen. And but one of the things was is it was kind of cool cuz there was a lot of like ahas there was actually nine connections she made there um there was nine things she kept saying that he he he's he's more nervous because of the breathing uh than anything else cuz he feels like it's very hard for him to breathe so that's what's making him really nervous and when he lays down it makes it harder um what she what this is what Kate was telling us and I'm sitting there going hmm um, yeah, he can't lay down. He's, he's freaks out. He has the bulging eyes. He looks like he's uneasy and he's looking for me for comfort and I have, I'm like holding him to try to take the pressure off so he doesn't have to weigh on his chest so much. Um, and that, and so there's a lot of connection guys that when she was sharing, but here was the big one. She goes, Marcello is getting restless. He needs you guys right now at this moment. That's what she states. Literally within five seconds, someone comes out and says the exact same thing. He is getting very restless and is looking for you guys. What are the odds of that? Uh, And then the hardest choice came, which was putting him down. Um, I'll never forget that night, guys, nor will I ever forget what he taught me that night. You see, our medium, Kate, told me that he, Marcello, wanted to cross over in my arms. That's what he wanted to do. And he wanted to cross when I held him. And I'm a very big soft guy on the inside, guys. This is something that I was just, I was in tears you know, I was crying, I told my wife, this is something I can't handle. I don't know how I'm going to get through this." And then when that moment came, the doctor was explaining what was going to happen and how the process was going to go. If you never had a dog put down, basically they give them you know, basically they give us a sedative and then they put them to sleep, um, like you know they're going to have surgery, and then they just overdo it and then they pass out. So it's really peaceful, um, but still, um, Again guys, he was sitting for over 12 hours. Um, he just could not lay down. And I would hold him as much as I can to give him a break. I'd put a little harness wrap on him, try to lift him up. He'd get uneasy when I do it, but I was just trying to take pressure off him because his chest was on fire. And then the doctor gave him the sedative, 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 and he immediately laid on his side, and I caught him in my arms. Like, if I was not there, he would fall off the table. And I had so emotions blowing with me at that time. There was tons of tears coming out of me. I couldn't look him in the eyes during the process. I just kept looking up with my eyes closed and just praying and tears are coming down my eyes. My wife on the other side of the table was watching this and she said, he kept looking into your eyes until he passed. And it is a moment in my life I'll never forget because what animals give to us are words that we can never express. But that wasn't a life-transferring moment for me. What happened next, I'll do my best to share with you guys, is because in that part, when I had my eyes closed, and his body became dead weight. I literally felt something go through my lower, like just above my, my groin area, right into my lower abdominal region. And it came out the back of my neck. And it was the most weirdest feeling I've ever experienced. It was the weirdest thing. Because, again, I wasn't looking at him. I was looking up. And I had my eyes closed in tears. And something f- went through me. And I remember telling my wife that night, as we took a one-and-a-half-hour walk at 12 in, the, 12 in the morning to help support one another and our dog, Hank, I remember telling her, Marcello's, Marcello has always been a son of a gun, and I know he did that for a reason. What that reason was, I have no clue, but I cannot wait to find out. And what happened was, is long story short, six months later, I had a rate. I connected with Kate again, and we had a great connection for that hour. What she was telling us was unreal. One of my first questions is, did we make the right decision? Because that was weighing on me because I wanted to make sure the choice we made was for him. Because when it comes to death, most of the time we're choosing choices that are going to be for us instead of for the other person. And I said, I said, were you happy with the decision we made? And Marcello goes, yes. But he went on to explain how he was tired of this life and how the two months of living was something he was trying to do for us and not him. And he had become exhausted with that. When I asked him the the question about what I had thought happened and what was happening with the whole thing going through me, I want to know what that was. He says, what you felt was me. It was the part of me that is everlasting. He goes, I did this to show you and prove to you that life goes on. We are eternal and that I will always be with you at all times. You can imagine the relief and peace I had after that. Now I share all this with you because this is a dream and the dream is real. But the truth is even richer, fuller, and more magnificent. My grandfather you know he stated that you know things like he likes to do most of the times in the afterlife and he said he just he spends his time at the coast looking at the ocean drinking a cup of homemade wine he said the best part is i can drink as much wine as i want and i don't get uh, i don't have hangovers or get drunk or anything like that so it was really a a cool part to that um, aspect and you know, one of the things that Marcello was saying, he's, he just kept saying he's playing with his friends, being young dog that he is, and just going and hanging out there until my time is up on earth in the night. And he's like, until then, enjoy your life and know life continues after this. And guys, I've had other experiences in my life to understand, feel, and appreciate the afterlife. I had a thirst to understand it and spend three years researching and reading books, online videos, etc., to understand it more. I've gone through spiritual rituals and different cultures to understand the barriers of the mind and what is on the other side. I did this because I knew if I couldn't get past the fear of death, I would never experience and all that. The thing is, to tie this all up, is that you know your truth is you're timeless. The mind can only comprehend .000000000000001% of all that information that's out there. The thing is, the brain can only comprehend 30 or 40 bits of information per day, but you have millions of things happening all at once. The thing is, it's a choice that we make. You choose those 30 or 40 bits of things you focus on in a day. You choose these experiences, this limited experience we have as a spiritual being that is so thrilling. You see, your free will works. The way your free will works and how you choose any and all experiences of life, it's not saying you can't change along the way because you set up chances where if you want to, you can make those changes. But it's like a coach who goes into a game with a specific game plan. If it doesn't work out, he modifies it. That's how your life has been made, and it's your free will. You chose it. You have chose it. You're the mastermind behind it. You're the creator, the producer, everything behind it. It's your free will. It's your choice. You know, and before you were born, back home in our spiritual realms, you sought out this life at a specific time to experience something, to help you expand and evolve, to help you grow and learn. You know, there's a lot of planning, as I said earlier, and there's a lot of things that, 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 that come in to creating this life. As I said, you pick, your, you pick your spirit guides, your choice. You pick your guardian angels that are going to work with you, your choice, and much more who will guard, guard you and help you in this lifetime. These souls' main purpose is to make sure you go out into this life choosing what you wanted to experience and experiencing that. How cool is that? I know some. this this may sound crazy, but my goal is for you not to take this as absolute truth. What I want to do is start shifting mindsets and start looking at things and chew on it and do a little research. Chew on it, do a little research. And when you're done, if you don't want to do this anymore, then spit it out. But the key thing is... I'm trying to share with you is that you choose to experience all of this. You chose, you chose what time and day you'll be born. Who are your parents? Who's your closest friends? Who are you going to be your family and who you're born into? What village are you going to live in? What to, who are you going to be close with? Who will you marry or have a life partner? Who will betray you? All this was planned a long life to gain the experience you chose to experience. How cool is that? Everything. Everything was masterminded by you. Now, some people say, well, well, then, heck, if I planned this all before I came here, what's the purpose of this life? The thing is, you forget it all. And that's the beauty. You forget it all to figure things out. See, you're creating movie all your life, and you're choosing all the characters of the movie, the theme of the movie, the storylines, the scripts, the producing, the emotions, the acting, all of it. You're the creator behind every single thing. As I state, we are the actors, writers, creators, producers, and directors of our life, and we can rewrite and recreate anything at any time, any way. Carly Alyssa states this. Guys, it's the free will. You have the power, the choice to choose, the free, to change your destiny. If you don't like where you're at, boom, change it. Instantaneously, you have that power, that free will. Because the universe is always working for you. Trust the process. As I stated on the Instagram a couple of days ago, I said, if you don't trust the universe, really what you don't trust is yourself. Because you are the universe. So start trusting in yourself. You know, I said when God blessed us with free will, it was God saying, go out and explore the universe, grow, expand, and create as I created for you. That's the essence of it all. There are a couple laws that do exist outside of the law of creation. There's the uniform of respect in the spiritual world that you can never interfere with someone else's fruit. I stated this earlier. But guys, this aligns in the messages. This is looking back and reflecting. You know, and, and the key thing is understanding that You truly, truly have an opportunity to transform your life. You truly have you chose all these aspects in your life. So anytime that anything negative happens, anytime that something's not what you want it to be, look back and say, you know what? I chose this for a reason. Some way along the lines I did. So I have to trust that and know that it's going to help me become more of what I'm desired to be. It's going to mold me in that direction. You know, and I start to share that, like, when I was 24, 25 years old, I did some seminars, and a lot of them were on mindset and and viewpoints and and, and so forth. And I share a story about my dad, and one of the things I was trying to really work on is I was trying to see life in a different lens. And during a seminar, this was, I attended, it was three days, 12 hours each day, talk about hardcore. Um, I started to see how I created experience with my dad I started to realize that I had the world's best father But I was so blinded by what I wanted And what I thought it should be The collective consciousness conditioning within my mind I thought it should have been different And I'll never forget the phone call I had with my dad Telling him, you've been right all along And I was stubborn and of mine to listen I, and I joke around saying I hope my kid says that to me one day <laughs> But what I saw is that I held my dad in a box, right? I had focused on things I wanted to see in him instead of what he truly was. I wasn't allowing him. I wasn't allowing to accept him. I was choosing free will, right? Choosing to see him in a different arena, a different box, a different way. Who are you in your life doing that? How many people do that with their spouse, the person that they're in a relationship with? How many people do that with their boss, their co-workers? We put them in boxes and then we limit them and don't really get to see the power and the potential of who they are. And I did this with my dad. But then I started to see that even though I was disturbing their image, it blocks their light and limits them. And then you wonder why you only see one side. And I know in my own marriage, my wife will remind me about how I may put her in a box. I've done it. I'm not perfect, guys. And I know these things, but life has a different way of playing out for you. And then I see when I started to make the change, I started to realize I was doing that. I started to shift my perspective and everything changed in our marriage. And it's been an amazing process. The same thing with my dad. I started to shift and see who he really was, and our relationship transformed. And anytime you shift focus in your mind, your mind has to get your eyes to focus on this all the time. Remember, your mind tells the eyes what to look for. So when you're making choices and free will and so forth, you're dictating everything. You know. But as a, you know, 34 years old, I can now. What I happens, I, I re, re come back with my dad, and one of the cool things was is when I went through that process with my whole dad at twenty four, twenty five. it wasn't that my dad changed. It wasn't like after the phone call he was completely different. The person who changed was me. It was the way I looked at him. It was the way I talked to him and much more. From there, I started to see a difference in our relationship. The thing is, it didn't happen overnight. It took time. But at 34 years old, I can tell you guys, I can have a conversation on the phone with my dad for two minutes. Before... It was just used to be straight business to business, and that's it. But things have changed, and the beauty is, from my perspective, I allowed for him to express himself in a different light than what I thought he was. I allowed that. So the question, guys, goes back to you. Who are you doing that to in your life? How can you shift your perspective and see him in a different light? Because at the end of the day, you have that power. You have free will to choose that or don't. So as I continue going on, I talk about the spiritual amnesia in the human being and so forth and how you forget the planning stages. You forget the power. And I dive into how you planned all this, but then you forgot it. And that's the joy of it all. And I talk about how we have infinite lives because you can't can't master what human beingness is, the experience of it, in one lifetime. It's impossible. Think of all the range of emotions. Think about all the different characters and beings and persons and so forth. It's just absolutely unreal. You know, it's like, how many colors exist in the visual? I kind of explained this down the path. Think about this. If you think that you live one life and only one life, let me explain to you how you, you're you missing the point. It's a conditioning of religion. And if you believe that, then that's fine. It's your choice. Uh, free will. I'm not here to put power on you. But I want to put some perspective into this. Now, imagine that, you know, you look at the colors of life. How many colors exist in the visual spectrum? Well, you look and you say, some people say there's six. There's red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and purple, right? And... But let's take that even deeper and look at the different variants within one color, right? How many variants are within green, blue, red, yellow, purple, and all those? And then the different shades that exist. Then we look at the different blends of one color with another and compare that color with all, all the shades that exist. As you continue to go on with this experiment, you're going to understand that there is infinite because colors because after you go through all the millions upon, millions upon millions upon millions upon millions of shades of one color, then the millions of blends of one color, then the end of millions of combinations, it's infinite and it continues to grow, change, and expand. Human life is exactly like that. It is one singular experience. You were born in a specific era, specific time, day, etc. This was all planned. You chose it. And you were the one day later born or even hours after. If you were born one day later or even hours after your birth, your whole entire perspective would have changed. Your whole entire path would have been different. That's how precise this planning is. You chose the parents, the culture, the religion, the no religion, the ethnic background, friends, etc. You chose everything. You know, how many, other experiences, how many other experiences of the human experience can you experience if you want to experience 50% of the full spectrum of being human? How about 30 or 35%? You start to see the vastness of this life. You got to see that, hey, you know what? I'm going to do the best that I can in this one experience because this is all I have at the moment. You know, this is more, you know, it's, it, it, it's impossible. And this is why we live multiple lives and have different experiences and we plan them out because we're trying to uh, grasp and understand this and, and, you know, and understand the concept of it all. And so I talk a little bit more about the free will, the navigator, and how you can know using free will and knowing your navigator to connect with that planning process. There is a way to connect, and it's using your soul. It's connecting, and you know, uh, sharing different aspects of allowing your to stop. Get out of the mind and start focusing on the heart. You know, because when life throws lemons at you guys, you make lemonade. Albert Hubbard stated that. And it's true with life, you got to go with the flow. Life's gonna throw you some oranges once in a while. Make some orange juice. Life's gonna throw you some grapefruits. Make some grapefruit juice. But the thing is, make something out of what you're given because you chose it at the end of the day. When I was 19 years old, I was playing rugby at Arizona State. It was their club team, and we would travel around playing D1 schools. How cool is that? I I considered it a D1 because we're playing all D1 schools. Um, the guys I met in the camaraderie around these guys—some they'll change my life forever. So if you're one of these guys reading this book, you're listening to this podcast. I state in the book, thank you from the bottom of my heart. But one of the cool things was is I talk about the exercise program and I talk about what we went through and the foods and all that. And I start to share my chiropractic story, and you can listen to that. I've talked about it before in many uh, different podcasts. But um, but what what I what I get down to, um. You know it, it's, I talk about how I, I, I trusted the process and I share multiple stories on how I trusted the process and how I went to Arizona State to be going to computer science and then long story short I had health issues kick in and when the health issues kicked in um, I, it started to pull me away and I went to a chiropractor and then long story short I had to make a choice and that choice was to either I was going to continue going to uh, becoming a computer science guy or I was gonna do something different and what ended up happening was is I chose to become a chiropractor because I was so blown away about the results and what happened and I share about how my journey though even though I made a decision and i still questioned it right Mind just continues to question things and we question things because we don't think it's true and i'll never forget the people who came into my life they always were ended up you know guiding me along the way and how everything lit up to the way of where it was because i had to trust the process you know i remember i was going to go to when i decided to become a chiropractor and i was picking out schools i'll never forget i was going to go to palmer chiropractic school it was right here in uh, davenport Iowa. It was close to home i could still drive back and forth and i thought that'd be great And I was getting my paperwork all sent, and it's one week before the deadline. I have to get it in so I can start school. And I never will forget, that week, it was a Wednesday, and I looked and I said, I believe I stayed in the book Wednesday. I think it was Wednesday. Um, I know in the book I made sure about that, but um, uh, let's see. Yeah, but anyhow, I I think it is Wednesday. But I remember it was like three days. So three days before, I'm going to fly out. Uh, I just, Before I'm going to get my stuff done I go you know what I need to go see Dallas I don't know why I have to go see Dallas I need to see the school in Dallas I don't know why i never been to Dallas Never had an interest to be in Dallas But if the school's there And something tells me I need to check it out I looked online Tickets were dirt cheap I was able to fly out there for the weekend Got a cheap hotel that worked out really well There was a special Everything was just lining up for me Went there, checked out the school Instantaneously I ended up um, Loving it and I literally canceled my application with Palmer, and I went to Parker College, a chiropractic, which is now known as Parker University. And here's the cool thing, guys. You want to talk about everything lining up. When I went there that day and got a tour, I don't think I put this in the book, but when I got a tour there, there was a guy I met there, and he was with his brother. And I didn't, didn't think anything of him. He was friendly. He had, a, he had a Texas-type accent. His name was Matt. His brother's name was Tyler. And uh, really nice guy. Never thought anything of it. Um, got to hang out with him at the tour. We joked around. We chatted a little bit. Seemed like a really cool dude. And then after that, that was it. Didn't get his number or anything. I went back home. He did his thing. And that was it. What were the odds that guy, who I met there, when I went back for orientation, because I was starting school, he was there. And what were the odds he was in the same group I was in when they grouped us up? small world right this same guy is now one of my best buds and you know you can say oh cool story but you know here's the thing guys i trusted the process i let my let my navigation system guide me i let my heart tell me where to go instead of my mind i didn't analyze what's the best school this and that all these things i looked at where do i need to be what feels right and i'm gonna go that route and i never looked back and all the people i met while i was in school there all the experiences i had i've been blessed for honestly it's been the biggest but bless- it's just been a big blessing for me and there was a reason why i had to be there just like when i chose to come back home there was a reason why i had to come home i wasn't looking to practice back in chicago i never had an idea i never thought about it. i was looking at italy that's where i really wanted to practice and i had connections lined up i had a chiropractor who i work in his office everything was lining up for me and i thought that's where i'm gonna go and then five months before graduation something told me i needed to go home to chicago And, uh, you know, things lined up. A year later, my grandfather died a little over. Um, You know, I met my wife here in the town that I work in. Uh, You know, there's all these things lined up along the road that I didn't have the information to. And that's why when it comes to your free will, remember, you chose the way. Trust the process, but judge how you feel through it all. You have to trust the feeling because the mind's going to fool you. Go by what you feel that will always guide you in the right direction. Always will. It'll connect you to your free will. It'll connect you to where you're going with. So that's pretty much the wrap-up of Chapter 5, guys. I mean, I dive in about trusting the process. All things always work out for you, no matter one way or another. The universe is always working for you. Don't let fear take over your mind. Allow trust and enjoy. Um, all you need to do is keep your focus on the prize and nothing else. Don't let distractions get to you. Focus on who you need to be, what are things you need to associate yourself with, and know that you are truly are where you need to be and nowhere else. So, think this is the end of our podcast on Chapter Five, guys. Um, Like I said, if you haven't got the book, definitely get it. It's on Kindle, iBook, iBooks, um, Nook, um, you know, Amazon. Uh, Right now, we still have the special going on. If you get this before June eighteenth, you can go to my website, www.empoweryourreality.com. You can get ten percent off free shipping within the forty eight states and an autographed copy um, that is ending on June eighteenth. So, definitely um, take advantage of it if you can uh with that but um you know hopefully you you get some insights out of this and and truly if you haven't got the book get it i mean i'm telling you it's 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 i'm not telling you from my own perspective i know the work i've done here with it this stuff works um i've transformed my life with the things i share with you in there and i try to share stories along the way to give you guys relatable stories to help inspire and connect with you on the things that we're trying to share in that so thank you for tuning in uh check us out next episode as we're going into chapter six and we're going to dive deep Thank you for listening to the Mindful Experiment Podcast. For past shows, please visit www.empoweryourreality.com. I hope this show inspired you and added to your life to help you rediscover who you really are, to break through those limits. For connecting with us on social media, please check us out on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash empoweryourreality. You can check us out on Twitter. Our handle is DrVic21. And also check us out on Instagram. It's Instagram.com forward slash DrVicManzo. And as always, if this show you found to be helpful for you, by paying it forward and sharing this podcast with someone that you know who could benefit from it. And last but not least, if you liked the podcast show, please give us a review Five star. We appreciate that. Thank you for listening to the Mindful Experiment, helping you discover your infinite potential. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.